0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى الصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون صدق الله العظيم most respected students of the mothers and sisters. It may be somewhat surprising that the ayat pertaining to fasting was recited, which is normally something we keep hearing only in Ramadan or close to Ramadan. So what is the significance and the link of reciting this ayat now or speaking about it now so many of us would be aware that today is the first of Rajab we should be aware of what is the Islamic date the Islamic date is what is really our date and that is what we should be conscious of Uh, as far as the English date is concerned, that is now because we are living in this part of the world where that has to be known for the sake of the necessity, but our date is the Islamic date. Sometimes people ask the question about whether it is permissible to celebrate birthdays. So now, many people unfortunately are involved in these kind of things, celebrating birthdays and they do many ajeeb things in that regard and then everybody is expected to bring one gift for them also and then sometimes a person doesn't want to give the gift also but in order to just keep the face so now they have to give a gift and this is not restricted to this particular issue it is across the board in many many occasions somebody is getting married somebody has had a child there is some other occasion of some sort but because of the norm and because of the custom that a person now must be given a gift so whether somebody likes it or not so they have to give the gift because if they don't give the gift or don't bring something along then it will be looked down upon and people will think that this person is a miser So the whole objective of giving the gift is just to avoid being called a miser or somebody looking down upon us or somebody passing some other kind of comment or remark. So when that is the objective, then there is no ikhlas in it, there is no sincerity in it. Or if the objective is just to make an impression that somebody brought that, I brought something better, I brought something bigger. So then this is just a show and something just for the sake of name so there is no ikhlas in it so the purpose of a gift is totally lost the objective of what a hadiyah is all about is totally lost the hadiyah in the hadith sharif, Rasulullah says tahabbu, that give one another gifts you will increase the muhabbat you will begin to have muhabbat for one another. So the purpose of giving a gift is to increase the bond of muhabbat, of friendship, obviously within the limits of Shariat. So this is the objective. So when this is the objective, then obviously that must be the only motivating factor. And when that is not the motivating factor, the motivating factor is just to create a name, or to save face then there is no ikhlas in there and as a result it doesn't achieve that objective very often it does the total opposite That now that becomes a point of issue that now why it was this brought or this is not good enough or something or the other because the ikhlas was missing in the whole thing so what is very important is that if something is done it must be done without all these Unnecessary uh, issues All these customary things It will be done purely for the sake of, uh, ikhla- out, of out of ikhlas And for the sake of creating that muhabbat Not because I am bound to do it To feel pressured to do it And Therefore it is best to avoid that particular manner of doing it Something to do it without all these particular frills So this was just something came in by the way This is not our topic the topic we are discussing is that the month of Ramadan that is still to come, our date nevertheless we, we are talking about that today is the first of Rajab, so we digressed from this point, trying to think where we digress from, we digressed from this point that some people come to ask whether it is permissible to celebrate birthdays. So often when people ask this question, so in return I ask the question to them that when is your birthday? So now they give the English date, they say 5th of January for example, or 28th of February, whatever it might be. So in response I tell them, that's not your birthday. So the person looks at in surprise, like as if who knows my birthday better, me or you? You telling me that's not your birthday, I know my birthday better. I say, no, that's not your birthday. He says, what do you mean that's not my birthday? I was born on the 28th of February, for example. I say, no, that's not your birthday. Your birthday is the Islamic date that you were born. That's your birthday. This is just a by-the-way thing. So what's your birthday? So he says, I don't know. So then I just, as a, so to say, a question that you are asking, is it permissible to celebrate birthdays or not? You, to start off, don't even know when your birthday. So what's the point in asking the question of whether it's permissible to celebrate or not? Because if you don't know when to celebrate it There's no question about celebrating it So that's just a way To try and get the person to think Properly That what are you falling into The emulation of the rest And their ways and their styles And celebrating birthdays That's not our way Our way is the Islamic way Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam didn't celebrate any birthday The sahaba didn't celebrate any birthday The pious predecessors Our Aslaf and our Kabir didn't celebrate any birthdays. So that is what we should be following. So in any case this was something, by the way, the topic we were talking about is that today is the first of Rajab. So to us it's just a date. But if you look into the life of Rasulullah it was not just any ordinary date. It was a very significant date. One is, the month of Rajab also, is among the ashhur hurum the sacred months. In the Qur'an Sharif, Allah speaks about the sacred months. Allah mentions that there are 12 months in the year, and out of those 12 months, 4 are sacred. Now Allah Taala is describing four are sacred minha arba'atun hurum. So can we imagine what is the sanctity when Allah Taala Himself is giving it its very high virtue and position and explaining in the Quran Sharif that four are sacred, and then in the Ahadith we get the detail of it, which are the four months: Zul Hijjah, Muharram. These three are consecutive months and then the fourth month is the month of Rajab so today is the first of Rajab so it is obviously a very significant day for us because it's the first of a very sacred month so when Allah Ta'ala has declared it sacred, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has mentioned that this is the fourth sacred month so for a mu'min it's not just an ordinary time, it's an important time, people have In their calendars Marked off many many dates These are very significant dates for them For somebody Well I graduated on that day What he graduated from Whatever Allah knows So he graduated on that day That's a very significant day for him So he remembers it every day Every year and whatever else Some people say This is a a very important date What is the date all about? It's my anniversary of my nikah so mashallah, nikah is the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Nikah is a great ibadat Nikah is a tremendously great act Of worship And So therefore that in itself, the nikah in itself Mashallah, is a tremendously great thing But Every year that anniversary Celebrating the anniversary Etc, there is no significance Of this in deen But people have it earmarked It's a very important date for them and When that date comes One person says he forgot about it So he forgot about it There was like a small war he says So subhanallah The wedding anniversary Nikah anniversary And that was like a small war What a ajeeb thing But that war came about Because of abandoning the way of Rasulullah wa Abandoning the way of deen So now that became a war And then again they also What is the anniversary date? Not 5th of January and 28th of February and whatever else. It might be Muharram or it might be Safar or Rabiul Awal. So which is the date? Most people don't know. So why should we be following in our personal matters, following the date of the Western calendar, the the English calendar, Gregorian calendar, We should be following our Islamic calendar. Then out of necessity, we got that second line, the English date as well. But that's the secondary thing, the second line. The first line is our own Islamic calendar. But the, the tragedy is, we don't know which date we were born, or which date that nikah took place, or which date, whatever other event took place, in terms of the Islamic calendar. We're not aware of it. And then we still want to debate about whether it's permissible to celebrate that anniversary or celebrate that birthday, uh, if we think about it carefully, in reality we've never celebrated it. So very good, we didn't celebrate it. It's not established in deen. Say, but uh, no, no, I celebrated it. No, no, you didn't celebrate it. You had it on some other occasion. So now if somebody, for example, now we're just taking the example now, if he was born on the 10th of Muharram, so now 10th of Muharram he was born, mashallah, what an auspicious day also. But then on the 5th of uh, Rabiul Akhir, it's the 5th of Rabiul Akhir, he's having one one uh, celebration. To ask him what are you celebrating? He says, I'm celebrating my birthday. So when you are born, I was born on the 10th of Muharram. So you were born on the 10th of Muharram, what, what birthday now? 12th of Rabiul Akhir, you're celebrating your birthday. Ajib Admi, he's a very strange person this, he was born in Muharram, he's celebrating his birthday in Rabiul Akhir. So somebody got one celebration going on, Say, what's the celebration? He says, no, it's my wedding anniversary. Nikah anniversary. So, oh, your nikah anniversary. So you got married on the f- 5th of uh, Rajab. He says, no, 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 I got married in Zulqadah So what a Ajib Admi, strange person. He got married in Zulqadah and is having his anniversary in Muharram, in Rajab. So everybody will find that very strange. He says, no, you're, not, you're just doing something. You don't know what you're doing. So likewise, people were celebrating their birthdays whenever 5th of February, but that wasn't the corresponding Islamic date. So the simple thing is that they didn't celebrate that birthday. They didn't celebrate. They were just doing something, whatever they were doing, in the name of that birthday. So this is just a roundabout way of saying we must get out of all these things because to start off with, we don't know the date, the Islamic date when we were born, when that nikah took place. So we rather just Understand clearly that all these celebrating these anniversaries and celebrating these uh, birthdays has got no basis in deen. What should be the celebration of these things, celebration of that nikah, that celebration of that nikah should be every day. The celebration of that nikah should be every day in the sense that every day both spouses should keep up to what is the purpose of that nikah. Living in the manner that Rasulullah has taught, fulfilling each other's rights, uh, treating each other with that kindness and compassion, treating each other with that consideration, and enhancing that bond of muhabbat. Not something left for one day in the year, and then that one day in the year, too, somebody slipped up in the date, it became a war. With all these following these customs of the West—that that is what it'll bring the lack of burka the lack of what the realities are so when it's done in the manner that Dean has taught us to do these things right throughout the year then we'll find that burkat but unfortunately the Western lifestyle is everything is confined for one day in the year the parents rights also fulfilled one day in the year Mother's Day father's day, so there many people have grown up in the western world and they live in their own life and they go visit their parents Mother's Day, Father's Day and they'll bring some flowers for them bring some gifts for them and then they'll forget about them the rest of the year So likewise all these are the customary things So any case again we digressed from the discussion Whatever Allah tala wa allah Allah make it a means of benefit for me and for all of us Coming back to the point we started off that this is a very significant day for us in the sense that number one this is the first day of a sacred month now when Allah has declared it to be a sacred month Rasulullah has given us the virtue of the sacred months then we should not just carry on very casually about it where we digressed from this point was that people have got significant dates marked off in their calendars Now, we are not talking about it on the basis of Deen. These things are no basis in Deen. We are talking about how people treat these days. So now that anniversary date, that birthday, and whatever other days, they got it nowadays, reminders on their phones, because they dare not forget it, because they are not armed enough to take on the war. So now they got their reminders on the phone, and then they got a second reminder, and then, Google reminder the whatever else And then that day now There will be something special set aside for that day Because now for them it's a significant day So now there has to be some kind of uh, Observance of that significant day Whereas in reality as mentioned That day has got no significance in itself The occasion when it happened That nikah mashallah That was a very significant thing Because nikah is a great ibadat it's a great sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Sunnah of all the Anbiya ali Sallallahu But that nikah happened, the day it happened, that nikah didn't get repeated one year later. That nikah didn't get repeated every year. So that day that that nikah took place, Mashallah, was a very significant moment. And therefore, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam highlighting the significance of it, he emphasized that a walima should also be observed, that walima is sunnah. Having a big lavish wedding is not Sunnah. The nikah should be very simple But then according to one's means Within the confines of the sunnah He should have a walima So that is the significance of this But then every year there is no walima Another person got married on a certain date So every year walima The walima was done now So there is no significance that recurs For something that happened once So that thing happened once That's it so, But nevertheless, people in their own ways and how they have been influenced by the Western lifestyle, they make it a very big event and they have to observe it. Why? Because in their eyes it is very significant. So now coming to the point that what is our thinking and what is significant, but yet we give it so much of big importance, whereas often many of these things, let alone not being having any basis in deen, in that process of our giving significance to it, we are actually incurring so much of sin, incurring the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. But the point here is that we make it significant, and there is a lot of specialities for that day. Now when Allah Ta'ala has declared something significant, Allah Ta'ala has declared a period of time as sacred. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has highlighted the sanctity of that time, very holy time as we call it, a big day, big night, so this too is a big month being among the Ashhura Hurum, the sacred months, it's a big month so it is a big month as in our terminology, we call it a big day big night, so it's a big month because Allah is saying it's sacred so we can't just continue like nothing happened we understand when something is significant whether in reality it is or not we give it a lot of significance because in our mind it is when Allah ta'ala says something is significant, we just carry on like no nothing happened, no change. Rasulullah Wasallam regarded, regarded it as very significant. When the moon of Rajab would be sighted, the significance of this Mubarak month would be highlighted in a different way. That this month now heralds the closeness of Ramadan. And as a result, Rasulullah Wasallam would recite the du'a, Allahumma barik lana fi rajaba wa shaaban waballighna ramadan there are two important months now that we have commenced so now special barakat is being sought Allahumma barik lana fi rajaba wa shaaban ya Allah grant us barakat in the months of rajaba and shaaban and waballighna ramadan Ya Allah you enable us to reach the mubarak month of ramadan so such a yearning It's like a person now, the date for that nikah has been set. So now as the days approach, that excitement is now growing. And the person is now getting impatient for that day to come. Somebody, some other very significant occasion is coming. So now that excitement is growing. And as the days get closer, that yearning and excitement just can't be contained. Because it is now so such a great moment that is coming So this yearning is clear in this dua of Rasulullah sallallahu Two months in advance There is this expression of this yearning In the form of this dua Ya Allah you grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Shaban And enable us to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan So what has changed for us today? The least that should change for us is at least we recite this dua and not just in a parrot fashion, haphazardly. We've already recited it two times and with the meaning, so we already would have learnt it. We might have seen some maybe uh, poster in the madrasa or wherever that also has the dua and the translation and the virtue of this Mubarak month. So now to make it very consciously, deeply from the heart, to try and create that yearning. Allah Ta'ala loves this Talab. When a person starts showing this yearning, now this is that Talab, this is that searching, that seeking, that wanting. In the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, You think we are just going to force it down your throat if you don't want it? Meaning this Deen, Somebody doesn't want it, he's not showing any talab for it, he's indifferent to it, turning his back to it, Allah tala, you're not going to force it down your throat. The benefit is yours. So just as accepting deen, it must come with talab. Likewise the a'mal of deen. Allah Ta'ala grants tawfiq of doing a'mal, of improving their dini situation, of progressing in their deen, of progressing in their amal, Allah Ta'ala grants it to those who have the talab. To the extent of the talab, yahdi ilayhi may yunib. Allah Ta'ala guides to Himself the one who has that inabat, that inclination. He wants to get there. So to the extent that He has the talab, to that extent Allah Ta'ala opens out the road for Him. Allah Ta'ala grants a tawfiq. The tawfiq comes from the side of Allah Ta'ala. But the system Allah Ta'ala has created is, it will come according to the talab. So, this dua would express that talab. So, now one is to do it just haphazardly, parrot fashion. But the other is deeply, from the heart, and repeatedly, repeatedly for this day at least, repeatedly to ask Allah talab, beg of Him, very, very consciously, not just saying some words without even knowing what we are saying. Very simple dua, very easy to understand what we are saying. Allahumma barik. Allahumma is Ya Allah, Barik lana, grant us barakat. Barik and love word barakat is so close, so you can't even get confused about it. Barik lana, Ya Allah grant us barakat. And then is the name of the months, Fi Rajab wa Shaaban. yalla ya in the months of Rajab and Shaaban. And then, wa Balighna Ramadan. So Balighna is the only one word that's probably new for us. Ya Allah enable us to reach and the word of Ramadan. So now we can't even get confused about the meaning so simple so easy. So to do it deeply from the heart, these du'as many du'as we make repeatedly. Now it might not be easy to maybe learn too many du'as meaning the meanings of lengthy du'as but there are some simple du'as which we make repeatedly and at the beginning of every du'a we should make some of the du'as of the Quran Sharif some of the du'as that are in the Hadith Sharif even if we are not familiar with the meanings of them fully, we should try and keep the concentration in it and make it very consciously for the barakat of these du'as. After all, these are the words that Allah Ta'ala has Himself revealed in the Quran Sharif. These are the words of Rasulullah Sallallahu Wasallam. What can be close to it also, let alone equal to it? Nothing can ever be equal to it. Forget about being greater than it. Nothing can even be close to it. So our words cannot come anywhere close to the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the words of the Qur'an Sharif. So for the birkat of these du'as, we should make some of these du'as. And then we ask in our own words, in our own language, the language we understand best, the language we can ask in best, that is the manner of then asking in du'a. But those du'as that we repeatedly make in terms of the Qur'anic du'as, the du'as of the Hadith Sharif, we should make an effort to learn the meanings also. And then make those du'as consciously. We recite, Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana. Every day No du'as, and inshallah we are doing this. What a comprehensive du'a. Everything is included in this one line. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana. Ya Allah grant us the good in this world. What is the meaning of this good? There are tenth of of it. Inshallah on some occasion we will discuss that. Hasana. Ya Allah grant us the good of the akhirat. A person has got the good of dunya and the good of akhirat. What's left? He's got everything, and on top of that, waqina adab nar Allah, You save us from the punishment of the jahannam. Everything is found now. Now, if that dua a person made deeply, sincerely, in a very conscious manner, once, twice, ten times, fifty times, hundred times, some way that consciousness will get deeper and deeper, and someday it'll come out from such depth. With such ikhlas, inshallah, it will get accepted. And the day it got accepted, everything is done. The problem with us is our quality is deficient or that Yaqeen is not there or that fervor is missing or that consciousness is gone. But inshallah, the day we reach that height of it and it will come by repeatedly doing it. A person trying, mustering the effort, repeatedly trying to do it in that full ikhlas, Inshallah that moment comes When it gets done right When it gets done sincerely When it gets done correctly And Allah Allah accepts it So nevertheless This dua, to make this dua very fervently Very consciously And wanting to now Move forward Move forward inshallah towards Ramadan With a new spirit With a new fervor With a new drive So inshallah will then be ready to start improving in our amal that whatever was done but let me try to improve my amal so now that the first of Rajab has commenced we need to start looking into ourselves that such a Mubarak time has come such a sacred month has come Allah Ta'ala has called it sacred Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has declared it sacred so now am I just going to be so casual about it Am I not going to do anything? Am I not going to start working towards the month of Ramadan? That is now being indifferent, if we don't make any effort. So the thing is to now start, to start somewhere. Where to start from? To start from Toba. That's step one. A person wanting to fill that very, very precious drink something very expensive very wonderful nothing can be more precious than Zamzam now MashaAllah I want to pour that Zamzam into a container the whole world's drinks and whatever else no matter how delicious something has been prepared what kind of juice it might be or whatever the case is but all the best things of the world to drink it can't compare to even a minute fraction of what is the value of Zamzam unfortunately and very unfortunately like many other things which have now which which are easily available and in abundance sometimes when these very sacred things also become easily available and in abundance until recently it was in great abundance even in this country you could buy it too that has apparently stopped but it had become so easily available and even now MashaAllah, people coming from Umrah, coming from Hajj, so they bring along a good amount of Zamlam. So many a times because of the abundance, the appreciation is not there. It's taken for granted. And previously, to start off with, very few people would end up going for Hajj. Because talking about 25, 30, 40 years ago, very few people would end up going for Hajj because it was not affordable for many people. And Umrah was also very, very much lesser. So, once in a while somebody is going from a family or one or two people are going in that year so they would come now they to share that Zamzam with everybody and that's just a limited quantity. Now in one family, sometimes the whole family is gone. So Everybody brought a 5 litre and came. Now that one, two people went and now they brought that 5 litres or 10 litres whatever they came with and they have to now share this with everybody 100 people, 200 people so that small little minute glasses now brought out because you can't there is only so much to go around and everybody is so eager everybody is so desirous of having a few drops of this such a precious drink unfortunately when it becomes in abundance then it is just taken for granted Allah Ta'ala protect us from any disrespect to these very great bounties of Allah Ta'ala so any case we were talking about this person now wants to pour this zamzam into this glass such a precious na'mat of Allah, what is the first thing He's going to do? The first thing He's going to do is look into that glass and see whether it is clean. And now He sees dirt in it. That glass now has got dirt in it. Now, just to take it figuratively, that glass says, Look, you want to use me, use me. I am not taking this dirt out. Just imagine if that glass could now have. Some ability to speak and to to decide now Whether it wants to clean itself or not So the glass says, look I am available You can pour the zamzam in me But I am not going to clean myself out The dirt in me, that is going to stay So the person is going to say You want to keep the dirt in you, you can carry on You are going to be deprived of this zamzam You had such an opportunity To become filled with zamzam what a precious drink The whole world's precious drinks also It can't even compare It's like trying to compare One grain of sand you know, One small grain of sand compared to Mount Everest You can't compare it Now, But that too, that one grain of sand You'll still be able to make some minute fraction of it Now what's Mount Everest? Allah knows the height of it uh, Such a huge mountain And what's one grain of sand to it? That one grain of sand is, doesn't amount to anything. But it is still something. Whereas here, Zamzam and the rest of the things of dunya, that doesn't amount to even the grain of sand. Now this glass got deprived. Why it got deprived? What a great thing it got deprived from. Because it didn't want to clean itself out. Now it doesn't want to clean itself out. Deprivation. Likewise, we want the Creator of Zamzam in our hearts We want Allah Ta'ala We want Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat We want Allah Ta'ala's Barakat and blessings to descend in our heart We want Allah Ta'ala's Grace and mercy to settle in our hearts But we sing saying No, no, we're not going to clean our hearts out We don't want to make Tawbah We don't want to make Tawbah from the sins From the vices We don't want to give up the evils We still want to carry on with the chatting We still want to carry on with the haram Context, we still want to listen to that haram we still want to look at the haram we still want to carry on doing all the other vices and evils and then we say but no I still want this very great bounty and great na'mat in my heart too now in, in Farsi there is one little line that I to mahalas to juno. in other words what the first line is that the person wants he wants to keep his sin also and he wants to become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala also so now the person who wants to do both He wants to try and say No, 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 I want to carry on my son, And I also want to become the beloved of Allah Ta'ala. So to to This is just a thought It's something impossible It's something insanity That an insane person thinks like this Like a person says Look, I want to go in the water But I want to stay dry I'm going to go in the water I'm going to dive in But I want to stay dry Now how is it going to stay dry? As soon as he dives in, he's going to be wet completely. Now he's insisting now, I'm going to be standing in this water, and I'm going to stay dry. So likewise, we want to stay in the sun, but at the same time, we want to get closer to Allah Taala. How these two things are going to join up? So first step is Toba. Now today is a very significant day. It's the first of Rajab. It's supposed to now start this drive, and start getting us into action, start getting us to getting closer to Allah Taala, and that requires that we start getting this consciousness in our hearts to start off with this dua very very deeply the sunnah of Rasulullah he made this dua it is his Mubarak words so to do it very consciously very deeply and then in our own words beg Allah's help Ya Allah this Mubarak month has come one of the sacred months Ya Allah you made it sacred Ya Allah you helped me to conduct myself in the sacred month Help me to conduct myself in a sacred manner. What is the meaning of sacred manner? In the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So, Ya Allah, you made this man sacred. Help me to observe its sanctity. By conducting myself correctly. By conducting myself in a manner that you are pleased. Ya Allah, you help me to increase my amal. And Ya Allah, I'm I am making Toba. Then make sincere Tawbah. Sincere toba from all the things that we have slipped up into With that firm resolution that this is it now I am not going to go back to these sins With the deep remorse and regret in our hearts We stop it, we clear out everything We delete all those contacts Delete whatever those files are That music files and whatever other haram Delete all those chats Delete all the evidence of that vice and sin Why should we keep that evidence if the dua is genuine and it gets accepted, Allah Taala deletes it from His records, from the records of akhirat, but we want to keep the evidence of it in our records. So in other words, we still want to stay attached to that sin. Sometimes people make toba from certain harams that we're involved in. So another person was involved in a haram relationship, which is a very terrible sin. But now in that relationship, there were some gifts that were exchanged. Now the person decided to make Tawbah. So now they made Tawbah. They stopped that, uh, relationship, which is obviously a terrible crime. So mashallah, they made Tawbah. Excellent. But then the person says, hey, but these items are still, you know, sentimental to me. So now I can't seem to get rid of these things, because this is sentimental to me. So the sentimental, what is sentimental? Meaning the sin was sentimental now, Azubillah. The evidence of the sin is sentimental. How can this be sentimental? That is the evidence of sin. Can we imagine a person, he got involved in some, some, he, he stole something of somebody's. And now the police are coming after him. But he says, you see, I stole it, I stole it from the, you know, I mean, from a very, very sacred place. Maybe he stole it from the masjid. Now that just adds to the crime. So he says, no, no, it's sentimental. I can't, I can't, uh, I mean, dispose of it. So now, let me keep it. But now, what's going to happen? He's going to get caught with it. And then there's going to be the evidence in his own hands. So, when the person realizes, hey, I'm being followed by the police, even it was a million rands that he stole from somewhere, he goes and dumps it. Because he mustn't have that evidence with him. So, he goes and dumps it somewhere. Doesn't matter, he got lost. At least I didn't get caught with it. So, the evidence of the sin also must get completely out of our lives stop the sin, delete the evidence of sin and completely shut off all the avenues of that sin. Then Inshallah this Toba will be genuine and in this way we will be able to start making progress towards the month of Ramadan. Then daily we should be making some dua to beg Allah help. Ya Allah you help me to get closer to you. Help me to use these moments in the correct manner and help me to become more uh, conscious of you and so that my month of Ramadan is also used correctly, Ya Allah, you enable me to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan, Inshallah, in this way, these Mubarak days also will become very fruitful, and it will serve as a build-up process towards the Mubarak month of Ramadan. If we have spent these two months correctly, and in a way that we are gradually building up, Inshallah, Summa, Inshallah, the month of Ramadan will not get wasted. And if we don't start building up from now, and by the time the Mubarak month of Ramadan comes, we are still very un- unprepared. And then suddenly it has dawned upon us: we'll see the same, unfortunately, the very same pattern carrying on of wasting that Mubarak month. So, may Allah wa Ta'ala give us the ta'awwuf. Allah Ta'ala save us from wasting these Mubarak moments and save us from being indifferent to this very sacred time. Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq of turning to Him in all earnestness and starting to prepare ourselves for the Mubarak month. May Allah ta'ala keep us. Till that mubarak time, Allah Taala keep us progressing at every step and help us to reach the mubarak month of Ramadan with sihat and afiyat and barakah and help us to earn the maximum in that time as well. Wa da'wana alamin. Allahumma lakal hamdu wa واجعلها امورنا بالخير بيدك الخير انك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله واسحابه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين